This is Keep It Spicy. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Keep It Spicy. Hope y'all are staying safe and having a great week. I know I am because I'm with my boo thing, Shoba. Hello, hello, everybody. Um, Again, yeah, I hope everybody's being safe and, you know, having a smooth transition to the colder weather. Hope y'all are being, you know, healthy and drinking some nice tea. I'm here with my girl, Vita. So, Shippa, I just wanted to ask you, you know, how is your transition from summer to fall going? It's going fine. (laughs) Um, I'm dreading it because I don't like the cold weather. And lately, (laughs) like, especially in the evenings when there's no sun, like, it's she a little chilly. Mm -hmm. But it's it's fine. It's not too bad. It's going fine. I'm also, like, being extremely, like, precautious about... Like, I'm just taking extra care of myself, so I'm drinking lots of warm water, warm tea, just, like, warm stuff. And then I also bought this, like, cold and cough remedy kit from Sage. Just <laughs> You're so extra. <laughs> well, yeah, I fall sick. I don't want to fall sick, so I bought, like, yeah, I bought this little cold and cough kit, and I'm going to get my flu shot soon also. Oh, yeah, so, everybody. Take notes, yeah, take so your flu shot kit. <laughs> get your flu shot. So my transition is it's decent. How's yours? It's pretty good. Honestly, I was so over the heat. I am just happy to be moving into chilly weather. Yeah, I just I at the end, it was it got too hot. I was like, Oh my gosh, I need this to be over. So I'm enjoying it. And like I had my first cup of hot cocoa. So I was like, this is, you know, I'm, I'm liking the fall vibe and my birthday's coming up. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I like this transition. That's good. Somebody out there likes it. <laughs> so just reflecting back on summer and like, you know, thinking about everything you did. Um, what was one of your favorite summer activities? This summer we went camping. So I would say that that was the, the highlight of my summer. Um, what about you? I'm not a big fan of camping, but that definitely sounds fun. This summer, I um, enjoyed waking up early because of the sun and the heat. I used to wake up at 5 a.m. to get my morning started so I'd be able to see the sunrise. And it was just a nice vibe. So I definitely like that. Yeah, no, so since the summer is actually drawing to an end, we thought, of course, from the title, you must have already noticed it, we thought it'd be a good time to reflect on the activities that we did throughout the summer, and though the pandemic has changed the way we've all celebrated or enjoyed our summer for this year, for the most part, I did notice that camping seemed to be an activity that um, is ordinarily a summer activity, but it's still something that people did quite a bit summer in spite of the pandemic I know mm-hmm. I did I as you already know I'm not an outdoorsy person I've only gone like hiking but never camped or anything so I'm actually gonna take this opportunity to get to know more about camping from you this episode so last time I checked my basics with classical Wikipedia it told me that camping is defined as an outdoor activity involving overnight stays away from home in a shelter such as a tent or a recreational vehicle. Typically participants leave developed areas to spend time outdoors in more natural ones and in pursuit of activities that provide them enjoyment. So Shiba, remind us where you're from and where you went camping and with who did you go? So I live in North York in Ontario. So I live like basically in Toronto. So we went to Halliburton. Um, so we drove through Minden to get there. And then the other place we went to was in Quebec. 
so that's like a different province um mm-hmm. so we had to drive both places there we went to this town called Lac Saint Marie both times I just went with like friends like my roommates and maybe a friend or two so yeah oh that's so cool so you know I'm curious to know that you went to two different places like how was the camping culture different was it different in these locations and can you also like give us a bit of a crash course about the Ontario camping sites and then like yeah. us with a little bit of history yeah for sure so bottom bottom line it was the same in the sense that like you were outdoors with the bugs and all <laughs> yeah. of that, but it was mm-hmm. different because of the like facilities or utilities that we had with us for both sites, as well as like okay. the locations were also different. Mm-hmm. So since I live in Ontario, um, according to CampingInOntario.com, um, Camping in Ontario, also known as like the Ontario Private Campground Association, the OPCA, is a member-based association and it's comprised of like privately owned small businesses located throughout the province of Ontario. So the association was started in 1969 by a group of like uh, campground owners that wanted to improve their businesses. And while the way they do things has changed over the years, their mandate, it's like still the same. So which is as a vital and active stakeholder in tourism, Camping Ontario supports member campgrounds in the province of Ontario by educating campground owners, marketing camping in Ontario to the general public and advocating to the government. So they have over 440 campgrounds to choose from. Damn, 440. That's so many. So how did you like go about picking where you guys wanted to go if there's so many campsites? So the ones that we picked in particular land that is owned by my friend's parents. Oh, okay. Um, It's um, near this privately owned lake, even though you can't own the lake. So they own the land around the lake. So those Mm -hmm. are how we were able to to pick <laughs> some uh, fancy friends you got none of my friends own lake houses <laughs> okay. um, white friends. <laughs> like do you have any other plans on where you might go next like any mm. lists or anything may i mean i don't have a list right now mm-hmm. so far everywhere has just been like yeah places that are owned by friends so it's like you you know that nobody else is going to trespass you know oh, okay. that like you know, so like this safety. is this is a, also a private area, so you know nobody else is just gonna come in and like, uh, and yeah, for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. So no, I haven't thought of it yet. Um, when 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 I have the money to go explore, probably I'd honestly really like to go to BC, so the other side of Canada. Ooh, sounds um, cool. I've heard some nice things. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I I'd like to come down to the states and go like. Yes, come to me, baby. <laughs> not in Maryland I'd like to go to like okay thank you about it with <laughs> we'd like to go to like Oregon or like Arizona or even California is all right but I feel like it'd be too hot there yeah I hear Montana is really nice too oh is it that's what I hear I like the mountain scenery and the water is really blue and nice I've never been so I don't know but that's what I hear so mm. definitely keep me posted and uh you know come through Maryland and see me before you go. (laughs) So I'm kind of curious to know about like the camping regions in Ontario. Like how many are there and can you like break it down for us? 
Yeah, so there are actually 13 regions or like locations for camping in Ontario. So I'm just going to quickly go through them. Um, so the first one is the Southwest Ontario region. The second is Niagara Falls and Wine Country. The third is Hamilton, Halton and Brant. The fourth is Huron, Perth, Waterloo and Wellington. The fifth and sixth are like the GTA, so the Greater Toronto Area, York, Durham and the Hills of Headwaters. The seventh is the Bruce Peninsula, the Southern Georgian Bay and Lake Simcoe. The eighth is Kawartha and Northumberland. The ninth is the Southeastern Ontario region. The tenth is Ottawa and the countryside. And the eleventh is the Halliburton Highlands to the Ottawa Valley. And then the twelfth is, of course, this is like a super popular cottage spot from what Mm -hmm. I know, Muskoka and Perry Sound. And of course, like Algonquin Park. And then 13A is the northeast region, 13B is the north central, and then 13C is the northwest region. That's a lot. Where is there myself on where to, like, go? I would say that just from what I've heard, like, Algonquin Park is a really good one. Of course, like, Muskoka is a decent one. We've been to the Halliburton Highlands in Kawartha, which is, it's okay, uh, mm-hmm. I would say that, like, just from what I've heard, I would say that if you have to pick one and go visit, do Muskoka or Algonquin. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. Love it, love it. Talking about, like, picking camping grounds and all of that, can you, like, tell us about what the process is behind... Uh, sorry, hold on. Can you tell us about the process behind this in regards to Ontario camping? It is a fairly simple process. So again, if you refer back to campinginontario.com, there's like some more instructions on how to go about it, but it is very simple. So first, the obvious is like determine how far you want to drive and the direction Mm -hmm. that you want to go to. So Mm -hmm. like pick a region out of the, you know, 13 that we just talked about, pick somewhere that you want to go um, and then determine also what type of activity you want to do or like what the campground amenities are that or that you wish to have for example do you want to just sit at a lake do you want it to be like a comfort station do you want to like what activity do you want to do do you want to go kayaking like you you need to also figure out what is possible and also what you can do with your amenities or the amenities Mm -hmm. there and then of course visit um, the search campgrounds page and then you've pick whatever type of site or region or amenities that you are looking for, look through the campgrounds that fit your criteria, and then narrow down your top choices. The listing may also have a link to the campgrounds website, which may provide you more information. Of course, you can also like phone the campground if you have any questions, and then make your reservation and by phone or internet, and then yeah, that's about it. Okay, so it sounds pretty straightforward. Basically, like figure out where you want to go, and then like look into like booking it and stuff I didn't know you have to like book it do you have to notify any personnel on site before you go yeah so you do have to basically like tell a forest ranger or a park ranger and like tell them your like the routes that you've planned or like just what you want to do um so that you know if you aren't back in that allotted time they can come Mm -hmm. and get you case you hurt yourself or something like that like say you tell them I'm going out for four days and on day five you're not back they Mm -hmm. can go and look for see you. what's up um and oh. if you are interested in joining their association as either a campground member or a supplier who has a product mm-hmm. or service that would benefit their campgrounds you then you'd have to call their office and then um set it up with them accordingly 
Yes, take notes, kids. Don't get lost in the woods. Stay safe. So while doing some research, I learned that camping doesn't just mean you go into the wilderness. Like you said, you know, you, you prepare for it. According to Camperville, it describes that there are various types of camping. And here are some of the most common terms to familiarize yourself with. So there is overnight campsites, and that's for a typical short stay. There is seasonal campsite, and these are the ones you rent for a specific season. Then there's cottage rental, which generally, you know, has a kitchen with pots, pans, and dishes, and there is a washroom in the unit. So, you know, you're basically glamping. There's internet there, <laughs> you know, you're not really leaving <laughs> civilization. There is cabin rental. So usually you have the basic kitchen with water and beds, and it may also come with an outdoor barbecue. And then there's trailer rentals. So many campgrounds have RV trailers for rent in their campgrounds. And this provides a wonderful opportunity to try camping in an RV. And then lastly, we have comfort stations, and these stations are washrooms located throughout campgrounds. They have washroom facilities and, you know, make showering and things like that easier. So, Shaba, which type did you go to, and which one would you want to try next? So, we did, so I've done trailer rentals. So, basically, like, um, one of the places we went to, we lived in a trailer. So, it's like you do everything outside. We cooked over the fire. We mm-hmm. cooked over the fire because our barbecue was not working that time, um, oh, but oh. but mm-hmm. we li- we slept in the trailer. We've also done mm-hmm. cottage rental. Like it was again, it's not a rental. We went to a cottage, but again, it's like there was the cottage that we went to was so run down that mm-hmm. we there was no like water, no electricity. There was rats in the house. Not, not oh, I'm not throwing shade or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just because it was so like we it was just hadn't been maintained in a while. So we only stayed in the house for like the first two nights. Like the rest of the nights we actually slept outside in tents. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was like a cottage. There was like oh. a house there, so it was like a cottage. Oh, and if cool. there's if there's one that I'd like to try, I would like to try just like. I don't know. I guess like just a classic overnight campsite. So you just stay for a while and then you just stay out in tents. And because I don't know, I like camping, but it's also like I'm really scared of like bears and stuff. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to stay out too long without like it's like a house or like something like that. But since I've already yeah. done, I've already stayed at a cottage, I don't want to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that. that that's my opinion. Like, those are my Cool. I like that. If I were to be forced to go camping, I think I'd do um, the glamping. <laughs> so like the yeah. cottage rental, you know. <laughs> well, Wi-Fi and running yes. water. <laughs> yes, I just need a bathroom. I cannot do the outdoors pooping thing. Like, no, no. <laughs> what if bugs get in my booty? <laughs> struggle, yeah. So I'm like, I'm sure you prepped a lot for your camping trip. So like, what's one tool that you packed and you thought you wouldn't use, but it came really handy? Well, we knew this was coming handy, a flashlight that was so, 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 so handy. You really, really need it, need it when you're out there in the wilderness, because as soon as like the sun goes away, you ha- it's like zero light. Like you can't oh, do anything. Okay. So you need a so the flashlight was really important. A lighter to start a fire with. Um, mm. or just like something to even when you're cooking you need something to start ignite a fire with um, and then a hatchel like a small axe in case like some bears or like in case anything oh, like pops kill. Up. oh also oh. to like chop wood for the fire oh. but 
Yeah, that's like very useful to keep, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> On that note, we did need our hatchel for chopping wood, but it was also super useful because the campsite that we went to in Quebec, we were told that bears pop up. Like um, mm. my friend's uncle who had gone there he told us he saw wolves outside and coyotes. And it was so scary because I had never really thought about that. And mm-hmm. he was telling me all the stories about how to like, you should, you know, shouldn't run from a bear. Like you should, you should make bigger noises or whatever. Like he was giving us all these like precautions. The place that we went to, oh my gosh, the road, we couldn't. So basically like it was this area and we had to stop the car like a kilometer away from the actual campsite because the road to the campsite was terrible. So we mm-hmm. couldn't take the car in it because the car would get stuck. And also it was mm-hmm. raining the day we got there. So it was also just like the the ground was just like terrible for driving. So uh-huh. we had to basically make like three trips back and forth carrying all our stuff because you had to take we had to take our cooler with us. We obviously uh-huh. had a lot of food because we were staying there for five days. So we had all like mm-hmm. our beer, our like food, our like clothes, our like sleeping mm-hmm. bag, like everything. We had to basically lug them a kilometer back and forth. Oh my god. So horrifying. And the entire time, all I could think of is, like, nobody's visited this place for months. Mm-hmm. What if there's, like, ba- like you just don't know what's out there? Like, mm-hmm. I was so scared. Like, our first night was terrifying because the entire way, it's like, imagine you're carrying, like, meat, like, for a kilometer. There's nobody near you. There's nothing near you. And, like, I got very, really, like, really, really freaked out because I was just like, yo, I don't want us to attract any bears. Um, <laughs> so, fortunately, we did not attract any bears. But the first night, like... I think every night, actually, we could hear wolves howling. Like, Uh I slept through it every night except the first night. The first night I was awake because I just wasn't comfortable sleeping because of, like, Mm -hmm. my sleep arrangements. So I heard a lot of, like, a lot of howling. And then the first that we actually ended up sleeping outside in the tent. Mm -hmm. Again, thankfully, I was asleep for all of this. But apparently, um, we, or, like, my friend Edmund heard, like, the wolves howling and then he heard um like footsteps getting closer to the camp oh my gosh that's so creepy our tent was like right beside the fireplace um mm-hmm. so he apparently like heard like footsteps getting closer to the fireplace and then he like he was like it smelled like wet dog and this poor oh. guy had to pee he had to pee also so he had the hatch on for like half an hour <laughs> like waiting for it to leave and then eventually it left and he didn't know if it left also so he came outside with the hatch on his head <laughs> peed and then went back to sleep oh. um oh, fortunately dang. i was asleep for all of that if i was awake for all of that i think i would have peed my pants um oh. And then we were like so freaked out. So we're, but we liked sleeping under the stars, like under the tent, mm-hmm. like the tent that we slept in. It was so funny. The tent that we slept in had like, a netted ceiling, so you could see oh. the sky. Oh, that's and so we, nice. We primarily slept there to see the stars, but our tent was right below a tree, so we ended up not seeing <laughs> any stars. Um, but it was really really nice. It was very cold, but it was really nice. So we ended up doing it again, and then the second time. Oh my gosh. So this was before we even went to bed. We were just sitting at the campfire, just like talking. And then you hear like these howls. I remember getting so freaked out. So because I got freaked out, my friends were like, to help not freak me out further. We're like, Mm -hmm. okay, we got to scare these wolves. Because in my opinion, it seemed really close. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like if we hadn't scared them away, I really feel like they would have made their way over to our campsite. Because it's like we had, we'd been Um, cooking, right? So they could smell Mm -hmm. 
neat. As soon as we heard the wolves howling, as soon as I started getting super, super scared, we just like banged like a bunch of pots <laughs> and, and played with like screamo music to like scare them away. That's and then after so that, we didn't, after that, he didn't hear any like no, there were no dogs or coyote or or oh, wolves. Wow. Or That's so wild. Yeah, it was really scary. Did you come across any bears? Fortunately, we didn't come across any bears in the wild but it was so funny because before we went to so basically johnny lake is the lake that we were at in the town of lac saint marie um so before that we went to this city called gatineau in quebec Mm -hmm. which is where my friend's family lives basically his uncle was telling us like he was the one telling us about what to do at the campsite like how to set things up or like what's there what's not there type situation there was no bathroom also so we had to like poop in the forest like there wasn't an there was an outhouse, and for those of you who don't know what an outhouse is, it's just basically like an outdoor bathroom, but there's no, like, plumbing. So it's like you kind of mm-hmm. basically, like, poop into a hole, um, but their outhouse was broken, so we just... I have pooped in the forest a couple times. Um, so basically he was telling us, like, what to do if a bear pops up. And it was so funny because the apparently the day after we left, they saw a bear in their backyard. That's so scary. The day that we came back, also that his aunt was telling us that like she saw the bear, and it was so scary. It was like a black bear, um, and it was like literally right across the street from her. So she went to check the mail, which is very. Mm -hmm. It was like a you got to really walk away from the house to go to their like mailbox. And as she was Mm -hmm. looking at the mail, she noticed that like right across the street there was the bear, and she was just like so scared. And she was like she had to calmly like close the mailbox and like back away slowly like facing the bear because you don't want to turn your mm-hmm. back in there you know it's not really safe so she like back yeah. even like closing the garage she was just like ah, she was like shaking and like closed the garage door and she was like it, it saw me I cried. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my gosh that is so scary and like bears are a huge problem with like campers you know like that's good that you didn't see any or come to gosh, close contact yeah. with any animals honestly like I love going out camping and stuff because it's just so therapeutic to get away from the city and from life but Mm -hmm. the one thing that like scares me that would make me not want to do it for too long is like the bear (laughs) and the wolves and the creatures out there like I am too much of a chicken like oh my gosh (laughs) it's really scary I could never I don't know, I would probably die. <laughs> and it's like there's barely any service in the forest. Like, there was no mm-hmm. service where we were staying. And we were also told that because of how terrible the road was, like, ambulances would not go in there. So it's just oh. like, you're just dead. You- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, But, yeah, talking about bears and, you know, wildlife, like, we have some precautions for anyone who's planning on, like, camping soon. So just some bear awareness facts, according to Grizzly and Wolf Discovery Center. If a bear approaches you, stop and stand your ground. Remain calm and observe the bear for clues to its mood and intentions. So if it's a defensive bear, it's going to think that you're a threat and try to be aggressive towards you. And if that's the case, it'll probably woof or chomp its teeth, smack lips, charge at you, or show aggression towards you, basically. And in that case, the best thing to do is to walk away. And if it continues to follow you or continues to be aggressive towards you, just play dead. And that's the best you can do. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I think while playing dead, I'd probably go into cardiac arrest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> actually die <laughs> yeah actually just die like that yeah and if it's a curious or a predatory bear it may look agitated but not necessarily show any aggression towards you and if this is the case 
you should act aggressively to tell the bear that, you know, you're not an easy meal and that it doesn't want to mess with you. So you're supposed to, like, basically make loud noises here to be bigger than the bear. Like, you appear mm-hmm. to make yourself bigger. Um, mm-hmm. You know, make direct eye contact with the bear. Yell at the bear. Pick sticks up. Like, hit the bear if it comes close to you. But just basically... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, like, a bear looks at you but, like, ignores you or doesn't approach you and it's not even aware that you're there, if, like, if it's one of those things, and just, like, back off slowly and quietly and like, basically get the hell away from the bear. And if a bear <laughs> runs away walk away in a direction different than where the bear ran so basically just leave that area to avoid another encounter with the bear damn hearing all these like animal stuff is really bringing the heating to camping talking about heat though fire is very important for camping so if you're camping there are some things that you should keep in mind when tending to fire so, of course, first find out if there are any fire bans or, like, restrictions in the park. So most campgrounds will have a fire pit available. Just use that as your designated fire pit. And make sure to never leave the fire unattended. Before you go to bed or leave your site, you must put the fire out with a bucket of water. Always have a bucket of water nearby just in case, you know, you, again, like she said, you need to put the fire out. Always fully extinguish your campfire when you're sleeping or and especially when you're leaving your campsite, like you don't want to leave it unattended. Um, not only is it dangerous and against most park regulations, but the smoke can also become overwhelming when a campfire is not maintained properly. Like that's the perfect way to start a forest fire. <laughs> Did you guys run into any fire problems when you went camping? The only fire problem we had was not getting the fire to start. So the first oh. day was really hard because it was wet. So you can't like oh. you're you need your firewood to be dry mm-hmm. AF. And all of the wood that we had was, was were wet. wet. So like even in the house in the fireplace like we were just not able to start a fire. So that was the main fire problem that we had. But other than that we didn't have any other problems. We were able to get our fire really really big with the, okay. the second and third day like when everything mm-hmm. did dry up and we got better wood. Yeah, and the other location, the Halliburton location, we didn't have any problems there. But there we had to watch to make sure our fire didn't get too big because there was a tree. Mm-hmm. We actually did get very, very a very, very big fire. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. Sorry. So we're going to transition into talking about camping etiquette. So just as much as you prepare before you head out to your campsite, you also have to prepare to leave the spot and head back. So again, I feel like this is so obvious. This is like the basic rule, clean up after yourself. Um, so don't leave trash on your campsite. The smell attracts wildlife while you sleep or when you leave your campsite. So raccoons or other critters can be very noisy and they'll make a mess dragging the trash throughout the park. And of course, that's just some dirty stuff. Yeah, and make sure you wash your dishes at your campsite, um, not at the water tap, and and dump any remaining waste in the waste vault or park-provided location. And make sure to have some fun, you know, talk to your neighbors and introduce yourselves and, you know, get to know them and maybe even do activities with them. And knowing your neighbors also helps with campsite security while you're away from the site may come in handy if you forgot any items or if you know they have sugar or any sunblock and you know you can slowly leech on that (laughs) and so as we're nearing the end of the episode we wanted to give you guys some you know general precautions so from mcclone.com number one protect yourself so receive camp physicals and up-to-date vaccines protect yourself from the sun sunscreen 
or like sunblock like there it's like it's so important don't underestimate you will get burnt so mm. take a lot of sunscreen with you take some sunnies again insect repellent to avoid bugs and ticks look out for poison ivy or like basically look out so you don't bump into poison ivy you know <laughs> avoid touching unknown plants um, any part of your body that comes into contact with a poisonous plant should be washed immediately. Take some calamine lotion or like hydrocortisone cream that may help stop the itching with poison ivy. Also look up poison ivy so you know how it looks. Yeah, and along with those tips, prepare healthy and safe food. You know, make sure you pack the food in tight waterproof bags or containers and keep them insulated in coolers. When cooking and storing food, separate raw food from cooked food. And, you know, like Shiba has mentioned, wildlife animals are attracted to some smell. So good food hygiene can really help protect you from encountering different animals. And lastly, be careful of water bodies. Never swim alone. Take a shower before and after swimming. And, you know, make sure to wear a life jacket if you go boating, canoeing, or ride any water vehicles. I will say that like swimming alone in like a lake, it's kind of creepy. If you take your goggles in there and like you just look into the lake, it's so creepy. Like I don't know how to describe it. Mm. It's very creepy. I mean, some people like that, but that's, I just find it really creepy. So yeah, I don't like <laughs> swimming alone. Oh, okay. But yeah, folks, that's a wrap on our camping episode. So thank you, Shiba, for teaching us about camping and the whole Ontario camping sites and all of that. Um, You're welcome. And let's start with the question session. So what's the first thing you think of when you hear the word camping? For me, it's s'mores. I hate marshmallows, but like I just that's the first thing I think of. I just think of like the starry sky, like in the night. That's a good one. I love that. So what's a fun song to sing during a campfire? I guess Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys. Oh, I love that song. It's so inspiring. Personally, I it, this is the old one. I don't know if you've heard. It's called Stand By Me by Ben King. I, I like Yeah, I know, but I don't know. Okay. It's like an old song, but it, it's very, like, it has a guitar background. It's very campsite. Ooh. I like that song. <laughs> what would you rather hear, a coyote crying or a bear sniffing around your tent in the middle of the night? I would have to go with a coyote because it's, like, smaller. If it comes, attacks me, I could, like, smack it. Or, like, you know, have people help me smack it. But oh, my gosh. Huge, same. Bro. No, no, same, same. I would rather hear a coyote <laughs> whimpering <laughs> than a, a freaking bear. Yes, no bears for me. <laughs> um, what's a personal must-have on your camping trip? Oh, I already mentioned this. Like, a flashlight, a hatchel, mm-hmm. and a lighter. And then I would I would just add sunscreen and bug repellent to that. Okay. I've never been, but like, you know, I think I would definitely really like washroom facilities. I'm not like I said, <laughs> very essential. Take wet wipes. Wet wipes came in so clutch. Oh my gosh, especially because we had to just poop in the forest. Like wet wipes came in so handy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So let's end with some juicy stuff. Would you do dirty stuff, wink, wink, while camping? Hell yeah, baby. That's the one time I don't mind getting dirt all over me. You feel me? I do. I do. I would too, but um, I wouldn't do it like the whole trip because like 
you also just your own personal hygiene is also messed up so like yeah for actual hygiene reasons maybe not the whole trip but then again I don't know never done anything super super dirty while camping so I I, I like to try things though let me just put that <laughs> there. Yes. But it depends like you really also just get disgusting when you're out camping and you haven't showered oh my gosh don't I can't <laughs> like things start smelling a little <laughs> oh, no. you know what I'm saying so I'm just oh. gonna say yes but I don't know how often <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so as we're wrapping up we have a quote for you guys about one of our favorite outdoors activity that's stargazing and here it goes sleep under the stars and let your imagination fly without boundaries and this is by Anamika Jathi remember to follow us on Spotify also follow us on Instagram at underscore keep it spicy as mentioned in our last episode we also have a Twitter now so you can follow us on Twitter at keep it spicy pod tag us tell us your best camping stories or your favorite camping site or location or somewhere that you think we should visit yes and let us know if you like this episode if you did tell us what else you'd like us to talk about if you didn't like it tell us what you would like to hear more about and what are other outdoorsy season activities you'd like us to talk about next like our posts comment on our posts and of course share our podcast and content with friends and on that note remember folks keep it spicy yours truly xx